Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Landon. And this is In Their 20s, a web series where we interview the most influential people to give you the best advice in your 20s. So today we just interviewed AJ Vaynerchuk. Um, we're in shock right now. It was a wonderful interview. He's such a great guy, very humble, um, and just accomplished so much in his 20s. Um, him and his brother, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, started VaynerMedia uh, when AJ was just 22 years old. Uh, they've grown it to a business that has reached over $100 million in revenue. You know, he, he was using his 20s to be as successful as he could, and he, he did very well at that. So we're going to hop in. Just so much advice. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Really, I mean, if you spend the time to watch this interview, you will walk away um, knowing so much about what you need to do um, in your 20s. But before we dive in, we need everybody to subscribe on YouTube. Please um, light up the comments. Uh, let us know if you have any questions as well for uh, future people we want to have on in their 20s. Um, just that red little button, super quick, super simple. So let's go ahead and jump right in with AJ. Hey, AJ. Morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. How are you? How are you? We're really excited for this interview. We understand you have a very, very unique uh, background and everything that you were able to create uh, and things that you're still doing. So. Um, we think the best place to start for this interview would be to talk about VaynerMedia, uh, which you and your brother created when you were 22 years old. Um, and we're curious if you, back in your early 20s, did you envision it would become as big and influential as it is today? I mean, what were you thinking? So, I'm gonna, it's like yes and no is the answer. I had an inordinate amount of confidence coming out of school. I was kind of like a caged animal ready to get into the world of entrepreneurship. I was somebody that didn't even want to go to college, but felt responsibility to my parents who fled the former Soviet Union and didn't have the ability to get a college education because uh, they left in their teens and early 20s. I think my mom was 20. My dad was 22. And so um, education was always important to them, I think typical for many immigrants. So I did that, but always had my eyes set on, on starting a business. I had the good fortune of having a older brother, um, Gary, who's 11 years older than I am. So I had this example and my father's an entrepreneur too. So I had my father and my older brother, I saw the business that they built together in the wine industry and I always gravitated to it. Um, and so I spent a good chunk of college just kind of figuring out ways I could prepare myself for that world of entrepreneurship. I think, the world of the internet and social media um, was clearly evolving with something that Gary and I made a big bet on and had belief in. And so to answer your question, what the reason why I say yes and no is that our original intention with VaynerMedia was to build a company of maybe like 30 or 40 people mm -hmm. for the agency and then to start numerous companies after that and to utilize this kind of like ninja unit, so to speak, of 30 to 40 people to help all the other businesses succeed. So it, what ended up happening was we launched the business during an economic crisis. You know, the economy was not in a good place in 2009 and it was um, a good cash flow business. It was just a smart dollars and cents business. And then after two to three years, when we got to that third, after two years, when we got to that 30 person mark, we just saw how scalable the business was. We saw how much of a foothold we had. We saw, the pulse that we had on where it was going. We saw the upside in the world of social and media. And so we just said, why limit ourselves? This is an opportunity we should strike while the iron's hot and we should go take it. And that's what we did. Totally makes sense. It's nice that you guys had that long-term planning. I mean, you guys thought that, you know, this is how we envision it to love, but you pivoted and um, really yep. felt that, you know, you were in a place to 
expand um, and maybe take a different direction. So how important then is pivoting in your 20s? I think, I think it's something that my brother helped me a lot with is that I think in my early 20s, um, I was quite rigid. Um, mm-hmm. And part of that might have been coming from an overly scholastic background where, you know, education was ingrained in me and the rules and the parameters and the schedule and you do this and you do that and check this box. And so I think in the first half of my twenties, I was probably overly rigid and less willing to pivot and less willing to experiment and less willing to fail. But Mm -hmm. I think it's imperative. Um, and, uh, and I'm thankful for, you know, maybe my DNA still has a little rigidness to it. I'm not the loosest person of all time, so to speak. I'm not, um, I still like to keep a routine. I'm still, you know, manage a, a heavy to-do list and I'm on top of my email, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think it's very important to have the willingness to pivot. And it's something, you know, outside of VaynerMedia and the world of my investment, in my investment world, um, you know, there's countless examples of great pivots. And it's a big reason why I invest in founders more so than the idea, because the idea can change. Um, you know, a good example of that is Twitter. Twitter was a podcasting platform called Odeo. And then Jack, um, as a side project while working on Odeo with Ev and the crew, created Twitter. And then the team there was like, hmm, our podcasting platform isn't going as well as we'd like, or an audio platform, whatever it was. Um, but this Twitter thing's really neat. We're, we've rolled it out to some friends. It's got, it, we think it has upside. They went to their investors, they pivoted, they built a public company. Same thing with Slack. Slack was actually started off as a video game company. They created a game. Um, I think the game was called Glitch. I think the company was called Tiny Spec. I could be wrong on those two things, but they eventually pivoted to Slack because um, I believe their CTO at the time, Cal Henderson, built Slack out of his own need because he felt like communication internally wasn't very strong. So he built Slack for themselves. And then when the video game didn't get the traction they wanted. They're like, hey, this might be a good B2B business. Let's go after this. Um, so I think pivoting is important. And you've talked about how uh, Gary's been a big influence in, with you, especially because he was, uh, as you said, about 11 years older than you uh, when you were starting this. And so when you were going through college, uh, which your parents were a big influence on, uh, who would you say was maybe the biggest mentor to you? Was it your parents, your brother, someone else? And how did that kind of shape you and impact your 20s? Um, it's hard for me to pick one. Um, I would say in general, and it's a, a massive credit to my parents, we're a very, very, very tight-knit family. Um, and the fact that I was the youngest of the crew um, led to natural mentee type role for me, right? My, my brother's 11 years older and my sister's eight years older. And what's pretty cool about my family is that if you look at the five of us, the immediate family um, that I grew up with, we're all pretty darn different. And so, you know, we're our five, you know, we're very different. I think my mom and my brother are, are the most similar, so to speak. My sister and my dad are the most similar, so to speak. And then I kind of sat in the middle. And I actually think the like unintended benefit of me being a little bit of my parent, uh, my mom and my brother, a little bit of my sister and my dad was that I had all these different people to pull from. And my whole family is, is great and they're successful. And I was very fortunate. So I would say professionally, my brother was my biggest mentor, but 
when it comes to like who I am as a human, I had the benefit of having both my parents, my sister and my brother for that. Well, yeah, it's interesting, as you said, being the youngest, you kind of got to pull from everyone in your family, rather than maybe if you were the first one born, maybe just your father, or just your mother, you exactly. kind of had this whole basis to pull from. Um, yeah. So that's really interesting. How would you say Gary's been able to help you with that professional side? I mean, when I look, when I look at my brother, he's my business partner. He's my mentor. He's my best friend, brother, um, like, you know, best man at my wedding both ways. And so it's, it's nearly impossible, especially when you think about the type of personality he has and the type of success that he's had, it would have been impossible for him not to influence me in so many ways. I think the cool thing for us is that, um, we're 95% the same in terms of how we think. And part of that is because being 11 years younger, he kind of brainwashed me along the way. So it was a little bit involuntary. Um, but there is a DNA component that is 5% different. And what's been nice is um, he's somebody that leads by example. But I think that probably the thing that my brother gets the least amount of credit for is um, how available he really is. And I, and I couch that with, my brother is the busiest person I know, but if push comes to shove, if I called my brother right now, he wouldn't pick up. It's 10.40 in the morning, he's working, he's got a shit ton going on, his calendar's packed. But if I called him and he didn't pick up and then I texted him and said, yo, I actually need your ear for five, I would hear from him in less than an hour, not a question in my mind. Wow. And so despite how busy he is, I think that, um, he and I have built a real, and I think part of that, not to pat my own back, but I think part of that is also that he might get that message from me two to three times a year, right? Like I'm not, I'm not the boy that cries wolf. You know what I mean? So I, we found our rhythm and our balance to understand that we're both grown men with very busy personal and professional lives, but he's still my older brother. He's still my mentor and I'm still going to tap into him when push comes to shove. And I know in my heart of hearts that if I need him, he's there. And that's, that's big for me. Love that. That's really awesome uh, that you guys still have that relationship. Um, so looking at your track, um, AJ, you were a co-founder at 22, uh, managed 40 people and about 300 employees at 25. Uh, by 26, you had four years of agency experience. Um, so of course, you know, a lot of these big, big things were happening in your early uh, to mid twenties. We want to know if age um, equates to experience um, because no. we know a lot of people, you know, in their twenties, they, you know, they have a lot of experience, but I mean, they're being told by maybe, you know, like older employees or, you know, older people that, you know, you don't have that experience. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that you asked this question because it's been a hot button topic for me. Um, I am on a world tour to crush the notion of a direct correlation of age and experience. Awesome. For example, you listed it out. When I was 26, I had four years of agency experience. You can't tell me that my four years of agency experience are the equivalent of the vast majority of the traditional agency experience at age 26. It's just not, conceptually, it's not feasible, right? Like I, at 26, hired more, fired more, won more business, launched more national campaigns than most people do in their entire careers. And I don't say that to be self-congratulatory, it's a fact. And so the point that I'm making, not for myself, but for everybody, and why I'm on this world tour and this crusade is that age 
in the traditional business world is severely overrated. And so an analogy I like to use, especially when I'm recruiting in the sports world is, all right, cool. Like if you're a basketball fan, right? Who would you rather, if you had to start an NBA team tomorrow, who would you rather have? Luca or Udonis Haslam? Luca. Yeah, right? Udonis, to his credit, Udonis, like, he just re-signed for another year with the Heat. He's on year, I don't know, 15, 16. Luca's mm-hmm. on year three, I think. It's not even a question, right? Luca's a comp- – and, again, this is not a knack on Haslam. Haslam's had an unbelievable career, and he's a dog. He's yeah. big in his game. But Luca has already accomplished more, in my opinion, as an individual player. Haslam's got his titles. As an individual player, Luca's done more. How old is Luca? 21, 22? Maybe like, 20. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even 20, right? Like, I think, yeah, 20 or 21. He's already he's accomplished young. more than Haslam has, right? So why in sports are we so easily able to decipher talent and not rely on age as the be-all, end-all? And in most other forms of business, we can't get there. And so that's my issue with it. And, you know, it's a resounding no that age equals experience, uh, you know, age equals experience. No, I agree 100%. Um, and really, you know, value that advice. I mean, Michael and I, we had a lot of internships when we were in college, um, you know, a lot of different companies, large companies, startups. I had 10 internships, for example, in my four years. And, you know, we really believe that, um, you know, you don't have to be this crazy large age to like have that experience. I mean, if you're getting out there while you're young um, and challenging yourself, um, and of course, you know, not rushing the process also, yeah. like, you know, stay with the company until you understand uh, what you want to gain from that company. But you got to really, you know, explore these different routes. And we totally agree that age does not have to equate to experience. Yeah. And listen, I think I was very fortunate. I had an infrastructure around me where I had an older brother that was willing to go into business with me day one. Right. Mm-hmm. And so 99% of people don't have that good fortune of having a partner and a mentor. And I was lucky that I didn't have college debt. Like I had a lot of advantages. So I'm not saying that, look at me, I'm such a special example. Um, but, you know, when it, it comes to the age experience side, if you're within the confines of a corporate structure, you're gonna have to swallow that pill, right? There's reasons and there's confinement for that to an extent. Um, but if you have the ability, whether it's through side hustle or good fortune like I have to do your own thing, that's where meritocracy can win. And so um, just keep that in mind for everybody listening. If you're within a corporate environment, you're, you're gonna have to find, you're gonna have to fight tooth and nail to prove that at age 22, 23, 24, you're a superior talent than maybe some of your peers that are older. Um, but if you have the ability to do your own thing on the side, um, that's where you can prove it yourself. Yeah, I think that's awesome advice because as we've seen throughout our college experience and coming out of college, there are those internships where you apply and the response is you're not old enough or uh, even in the corporate structure we're in now, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you need to be two years to get this position. It's like very rigid, as you said, and that's not necessarily representative of maybe some people's experience. Um, but as you said, there's things you can do to make yourself stand out, even yeah. within the corporate world or doing outside, doing your own thing on the outside. So I think both those are very beneficial. Yeah, and I think, I can't remember if it's the owner, I want to say it's the owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, he was a young man working at Apple and I'm going to, I'm not going to get every detail of this, right. But young man working at Apple and 
Apple gave him a, a relatively poor performance review. They said he could, you know, improve and he was below average as a performer. But while he was working at Apple, he kind of saw the writing on the wall of like, oh, maybe the corporate infrastructure is not one I'm going to excel with. I want to say he was working in their router, like maybe Air, um, Airbase or whatever their routers were called back then. I don't even know. And he started playing around with the routers while on the job and then started doing some tinkering on his own outside the job based on what he was learning at Apple. He actually created his own router company. He actually started working in his own words, half as hard, but actually got a better performance review the second time around. So maybe when he was you know, full time, he was over eager, pressing, making mistakes, whatever. So he's sitting there, he's like, he's building a real business on the side. He's still working on Apple to pay the bills. He's doing better at Apple. And then he saw the opportunity, left Apple, and built uh, a humongous business and ultimately ended up being able to buy the Memphis Grizzlies from that success. Um, but I just say that as an example of, you know, he didn't just sit there and sulk. He, he started tinkering on the side. And it's something I definitely, uh, especially in a work-from-home environment, think it's more opportunistic to, to find side opportunities than ever because you don't have the day-to-day, -day, you're not losing the time to a commute. Um, you're less, you're probably being micromanaged less just because you're physically not in the same room as maybe a manager. So something to keep in mind. Yeah. And one thing we wanted to ask you about as well is you were making these businesses in your twenties, you were managing all these people and it almost should have given you a sense of being burnt out because here you are, you know, you might not have any time in the day. You're probably working 16 plus hours a day running banner media, running banner sports. How are you able to manage that burnout and, what would you say about just burnout in general? In yeah, your 20s? I don't know if I'm most qualified to answer this because I did burnout. Um, you know, when I left Fainter Media, I was 29. This is back in 2016, spring of 2016. I burned out. Um, so I don't think I'm the best to answer it. Now, I learned from that. And I think it's interesting to me that I'm probably – not probably. I definitely have more responsibility and I'm busier today than I was in my mid twenties. Um, you know, I didn't have kids back then. I've got two small children and a third on the way. I've got a lot of personal responsibility. And um, I think the biggest thing that I would propose and the thing that helped me the most in my journey over the last five plus years is, is really focusing on the human mind. Um, so I'm somebody who's proud to have benefited from therapy. Um, something that I really struggled with the most was balancing my career and my personal illness. I suffered from something called Crohn's disease. And it was really hard for me to manage, especially in my 20s. Um, the balance of having your body let you down while your business is not going to slow down because of that. And so therapy was something that helped me quite a bit. And, um, and then even now, something that I've really enjoyed is that Therapy helped me get to even, so to speak, and I was in a good even place. But then I was like, you know what? When it comes to the human mind, why sit around and, and wait to play defense and utilize therapy as defense? Let me go on the offense. And so um, throughout the years, I had a lot of people proactively reach out to me about uh, mental performance, both for athletes and for executives. And one day I got a cold email from a guy named Brandon Epstein and Honestly, he just caught me at the perfect moment where I had been thinking about it and kind of just felt serendipitous that he reached out and he offered me a free session. We did it. I liked it. Offered me another session. Did it. I liked it. Became a paying customer maybe six months ago. And it's really shaped me in a, in a lot of ways for the better. And so 
I think in general, um, for anybody in their 20s, I think, or anybody at any age, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, be sure, you know, to take into account there's a defensive and there's an offensive approach to the human mind. If you feel like you're struggling, get some therapy on the defensive side to get you back to even. And if you feel like you're even or you're striving for more, consider um, going on the offense and finding somebody that can unlock the greatness within you. So I'm a big advocate and it's something that was missing in the first half of my career and something that's thriving in the second half. That's good. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Um, it seems that in your 20s, but also, I mean, as you included, I mean, wherever you are in life, um, at any age, you just really need to uh, understand, you know, what's going on within yourself, you know, really like take time to reflect, understand what you need. Um, yeah. If you feel burnt out, I mean, don't try and push too much. I mean, it's okay to talk to people yeah. um, because of course you only get one life, you get one body, you get one mind. Um, you want to make sure you're of course able to accomplish all you can uh, wherever you are, whatever age you are, but you know, you don't want to ever <laughs> see yourself uh, burnt out. So thank you for sharing that. So AJ, our final and last question for you. We'd love to hear about uh, Vayner Sports. Yeah. Um, so this is your latest venture. We'd love to hear about uh, what you guys are doing, why you are um, uniquely set in this space to, of course, like accomplish great things. But in addition, um, when you hire people currently in Vayner Sports um, in their 20s, what are you looking for? So Vayner Sports, uh, quick context, is a multi-sports agency um, helping athletes both in terms of their contract um, tied to their professional athletics, but as well as their off the field endeavors, marketing, branding, endorsements, PR, et cetera. We started off as football. We've aggressively expanded this year, adding baseball, gaming, MMA, and we actually have a WWE wrestler, Charlotte Flair, as a client. And so multi-sport and um, something that's been really exciting for me, it started, it, it came from me taking a break after leaving VaynerMedia spending a little bit of time doing some soul searching and identifying what I want to do next with my time. And that's where I landed on Vayner Sports, one of my two biggest passions of sports and business. And um, as far as the second piece in terms of what we look for for hiring, I think, um, I think the biggest thing is we're still in startup mode. We're a small company, we're about 20 people. I think it's young men and women that have the, the right blend of ambition yet humbleness, eagerness yet control. And so you take those four characteristics and they're kind of opposites of one another. But I think there's a beautiful blend that can be achieved. And so, um, you know, that's tough to identify in the interview process, right? But I think you can get a feel for people I've seen. I, I've had the good fortune of employing a lot of people along the way. Um, something that I would emphasize is that I have hired personally been responsible for hiring hundreds of people in the last 10 plus years. I've maybe I've gotten better at hiring, but there's no such thing as getting perfect at hiring. It's impossible. It's, it is not a science It is not an art. It's some combination of the two. And so you have to understand that you're, you have to have a willingness to pivot. Like we talked about before. Um, and pivoting means either taking somebody that you hire that isn't fitting into the role that you thought and trying to pivot them into a different role or having the tough and honest conversation of them maybe not being a fit for the long run for your company. Um, but that's something that I've experienced along the way. Hiring is, is very important. It's very difficult. And I think it's impossible to be too precious about it. Of course. So, I mean, we're just super excited to see what you guys do in this space. Uh, it all sounds very interesting. Um, we know that you got, you're, you're the right guy to lead this as well. 
Um, we see the passion um, for, of course, at the business side of it, but also the sports side of it. Um, love that you're expanding into different verticals and different sports as well. I mean, that's super exciting. Um, it looks like you guys are in a great place to do amazing things. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Michael, did you have anything else to add as well? Uh, no, AJ, I'm just so glad you were able to set aside some time to speak with us today. Uh, it was truly amazing to hear about the things that you were doing in your 20s and how you were able to manage, you know, hundreds of employees and hire hundreds of employees and have difficult decisions to make. All really helpful, really important uh, in your 20s to take these ideas and use them appropriately. Absolutely. Well, thanks, fellas. I appreciate the time. Um, good luck with this and everything else and happy to stay in touch. Appreciate you. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, AJ. Thank you for listening to the In Their 20s podcast. For a full video version, please visit our YouTube channel. And for more information about AJ Vaynerchuk, please visit our website at inther20s.com.